Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Organizing Confidence Unlimited podcast. I am Maggie, a busy mom and owner of Organizing CU, a professional organizing business in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. This podcast is for busy moms who are sick of losing steam and are ready to finally get organized to gain time for yourself and for your family. We are going to be going in depth on a bunch of different organizing topics, and today we're going to be talking about my organizing philosophy. I always like to start at the beginning. The goal here in organizing and also a lot of things in life is to keep it basic and simple. If it's easy to remember, it's going to be simple to execute. It's kind of like when you were a kid and you're tying your shoes over, under, around, and through. Not super complicated, not over the top. Nice, simple, easy. And if it's not that simple and easy, you're not going to be able to tie your shoes. Just like you're not going to be able to stay organized long term. And that's the goal for all of us. We want to stay organized and keep that up over the course of lives. So we're not constantly having to start from scratch. So let's dive in and talk about what my actual philosophy is. What I like to do is reduce, arrange, maintain. Pretty simple, sounds really easy, right? But it's trickier than it seems because everyone gets tripped up on one of the three parts. But let's go through each of them one at a time. The first one is to reduce, and that's to remove any unused, unwanted, or misplaced items in the space. The arrange part is to set it up and organize it in a way that makes sense to you. Not what you saw on Pinterest, not how your mother-in-law does it, not how your sister wants you to do it. It's how you actually use the space. Sometimes that's even different than how you think it should be used. We'll get to that later though. The maintain is to set up habits in order to keep it organized over time. You're going to see this philosophy as a real common theme throughout all the podcast episodes, just like it's heavily featured on my website, my blog, and Instagram. Hopefully you're going to hear it so many times, it'll just become a part of how you look at your stuff. I want to talk about each of the three parts kind of in depth. So we're going to start off with the first one, the reduce. The first part you need to do with the reduce is take everything out of the space you're trying to organize. I always recommend start with a smaller space. So don't just start pulling out everything in your entire kitchen on day one. That's never going to get you in a good spot. I'm talking about if you want to reduce something, maybe just try your junk drawer, maybe just your t-shirt drawer, maybe just your toolbox in the garage, whatever it is, but start really small. So you're going to take everything out of the space, every single thing. If you remember a few minutes ago, I said you want to remove any unused, unwanted, or misplaced items in the space. So I'm going to talk a little bit about each type. Unused is something that you either used to use, or maybe you bought it and you never used it. And give yourself a time frame in which you're comfortable with, say one year. If I haven't used it in the last year, I'm going to consider it unused. If you haven't used that garlic press in the last year, are you really going to use it? Do you really even need it in the space? The second type of item that might be in your space is an unwanted item. Those are things that maybe someone else gave you 
that you don't feel you can get rid of. Or maybe you just haven't looked at it closely enough in a while to be like, oh, wait, I don't need that anymore. It could be maybe a real childish figurine from when you were a kid. It might be a blanket from someone. What you want to do is kind of think about presents you've previously given to others. Every time you go in that person's house, you're not constantly looking to see, oh, did that one picture frame I give them five years ago, is that still on display? You know, people aren't doing that kind of stuff. So in your own home, if it's not something you love or use, it's time to donate it to someone who will. And if you're holding on to something because a loved one has passed, ask yourself if you'll still remember the person without the item. Chances are, yes, of course you're going to remember it because we hold on to the memories of someone and the actual item is not really part of that. The third type of item that you're probably going to come across in the reduce is going to be a misplaced item. The misplaced items are things that are not in the best location. For me personally, when I decided to do my own kitchen junk drawer, I followed my own advice. I pulled everything out, decided what stuff did not belong in that prime real estate in my kitchen, and see what else maybe could be moved somewhere else. In my own junk drawer, there were two old cell phones and about 10 different, different electronic cords that ended up in there. The amazing thing about all this is I actually had an electronics bin in a closet that was made for these types of items. But for some reason, they just end up in the junk drawer. Things just migrate that way sometimes. So for me, going through my junk drawer was an opportunity to go through and find some of those unwanted, misplaced, or unused items and find a better home for them. So that way they're not taking up space where I don't need them to be. And that kind of sums up the reduce part is getting rid of some of the things that you're not using or moving them into a better spot. So that way you have less stuff that you need to go through, especially in those drawers that you're going in all the time. And that leads us to our arrange section. You need to organize your spaces in a way that it makes sense for you. This, like I said, may look very different than what you think it should be. Pinterest is an amazing inspiration for a lot of different spaces, but it's also given us a quite honestly very unrealistic version of what most homes actually look like. I'm the first to admit my house is not a Pinterest home. My linen closet containers are not nice linen ones. They're literally plastic shoeboxes from Walmart. In my garage, I've got some bins for things like gardening, old bags, things of that nature. On those bins, I literally write it in just duct tape. My basement bins are just a hodgepodge of what's on sale when I need to buy another one for a specific purpose. So it doesn't have to look gorgeous in order to be functional. And then when it comes to actually arranging the space, try to set it up in a way that makes sense to you. So when it comes time to replenish or restock, you'll be working with your instincts to put it in the right space instead of fighting it and having to try to keep up with whatever very complicated system you came up with. Think about your own, let's say, backstock. Does it make sense for you in your mind to group all of your items in a bin, all of your spouses in a second bin, and each kid's stuff in a third and fourth bin? 
Or in your mind, does it make more sense to put all the teeth cleaning items like toothbrushes, floss, mouthwash in one bin, all of the shower stuff like shampoo and body wash in a second bin? Think about how you're naturally grouping stuff together and work from there. Don't fight how you think it should look. Think about how the space should function in your mind over how it looks. We've talked about the reduce and the arrange, and I want to move forward and talk to you about the third step of my philosophy, which is to maintain. This is to create habits in order to keep your organizational sustainable over time. We talked about how to arrange it in a way to make sense. And now in order to see if that way makes sense over time, I always recommend that you use whatever bins you have around your house. After a little bit of time, if it seems like the system that's set up for you is maintainable, then you can go back and purchase the cute bins or containers that you want for the space. But please don't go out and just buy all the cute things because you think it's going to work for you because it turns out it may not. When my kid was a baby, I used to use old diaper boxes for the bigger clothing sizes. I knew it was a really short-term issue we were going to have because the babies grow out of clothing seemingly overnight. I didn't buy any of the nice bins because I knew it was just going to sit on a closet shelf for about a year. For me, I just had the bins each labeled 12-month, 18-month, 24-month. I cut off the tops because I knew I wasn't going to take the bins down and open them up and you know, very carefully put the clothing in there with a newborn. I knew I'd get the clothes, wash them, and literally just chuck them up into the box as quickly as I could. The boxes literally just had duct tape on the side of it that I wrote in the size. Once I used that box and I needed it for a bigger size, I would either just cross it off with a Sharpie and write the new size, or I'd put a new piece of duct tape right on top of the other one. In your own home, Use whatever Amazon boxes fit the space initially and see how it goes for a month or two. Then you can decide if it's time to invest in the cute linen bins with the fancy labels. Listen, I love a pretty space, space as much as the next gal, but I really want it to be functional for you first and foremost. Function and then try to make it cute. The interesting thing about the reduce arrange, maintain system that we have is one part might be very easy for you and the other two parts are where you struggle. Or maybe one part is really hard and the other two are easy. But try to take a look at each of the three parts individually and see which one you're struggling with. If you have a lot of stuff in your house, you might struggle with the reduce, but it's organized well and you're able to find the things in your house but you just have too much. So to me, that means that you're struggling with the reduce. If you don't have a lot of stuff and you're able to put it where it belongs, but you just don't quite know what it should look like, then you just struggle with the arranged part. If you don't have a lot of stuff and you have a space for it, but you just can never put it in the right spot, you struggle with the maintain part. And honestly, that may ebb and flow over time, depending on what your household looks like. Sometimes you may struggle with the reduce if you have a bunch of young kids at home. Or maybe later, when you're starting a new business, you struggle with the maintain because you don't have time to put everything in its home. And that's okay. But take a look at my philosophy and try to figure out exactly where you're struggling 
because you actually might be doing two parts of it very well, and you just need help tackling that third part. At the beginning of the episode, I told you that I always like to start at the beginning, and the beginning for me is always the philosophy of reduce, arrange, maintain. Reduce is to remove any of those unused, unwanted, or misplaced items in the space. Arrange is to set it up and organize it in a way that makes sense to you. And maintain is to set up habits to keep it organized over time. Hopefully, this philosophy will help you as you begin to tackle some disorganized spaces in your home and how you look at your stuff. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the Organizing Confidence Unlimited podcast. Now let's go get organized.